Welcome back to Views from Third Man. For those of you who are first-time listeners, this is a cricket podcast where we look at the events in world cricket from a fan's point of view. And it's IPL season once again. The biggest carnival in the cricketing world is back. The Indian Premier League after a mega auction. So in every sense of the word, this is a new era for the IPL. There's two new teams and so in the beginning of our preview series, we're going to be looking at the two teams that have defined the history of the IPL. You can't look at the IPL without the Mumbai Indians or the Chennai Super Kings. Nine titles between them out of just the 14 seasons that have been played. The history of the IPL is incomplete without MI and CSK. Two teams that went into the auction with a very similar strategy. Build a team that can win the same number of titles that we've won before. But their result has been completely different. So let's look at last time's champions, the Chennai Super Kings first. They had to make a choice when it came to their detentions. And I think that the tension of MS Dhoni was definitely an emotional one. Over the last two years, Dhoni is no longer the batsman that he once was ever since he retired from international cricket. But he's still the fastest hands in the East. And he's giving them what they need as a wicketkeeper. And MS Dhoni's cricketing brain is invaluable. He's still the best captain in this tournament. They went with Zavinzer Jadeja, who was actually their first retention for 16 crores. That's a huge investment in somebody like Jadeja. That almost certainly means he's going to be giving them three to four overs every single game. He's going to be that talismanic finisher for them, sort of the role that Dhoni used to play. And he's going to be that star all round. Their third retention, I think, is their long-term replacement for Suresh Raina. Suresh Raina was the Chinna Thala to Dhoni's Thala. There was no CSK without Suresh Raina and they've gone with Ruturaj Gaikwad instead who was the orange cap winner last year. I think Gaikwad's a long-term prospect for them at the top of the order and along with Ruturaj Gaikwad they also retained Moeen Ali. I think it was a toss-up between Moeen Ali and Faf Duplessis but they just thought age on Moeen Ali's side, left-hander, gives you something with the ball as well, fantastic in the field. Those were their four retentions and there were a lot of players that they wanted and they bought back most of the squad that they had before. So MS Dhoni, Ruturaj Gaikwad, Ambati Raidu as a wicket-keeping op- op- option, Robin Uttapa, Devon Conway, who I think is their replacement for Faf Duplessy, and Jagadishan, another wicket-keeping option, Hari Nishan, Subranshu Senapati, Ravinzer Jadeja, Moeen Ali, Shivam Dubey, Dwayne Bravo, Chris Jordan, Mitchell Santner, Dwayne Pretorius and Bhagat Varma. Once again, CSK have stocked up on all-rounders. And then you come to their bowlers who are perfectly capable of tonking a few at the bat. Deepak Chahar, Adam Milne, Rajvardhan Hangargekar, the under-19 star, Mahish Tikshana from Sri Lanka. I think he's their replacement for somebody like a Josh Hazelwood, KM Asif, Tushar Deshpande, Mukesh Chaudhary and Simaljeet Singh. So once again, Chennai will bat deep. They will have all the options that they need. So what does their first eleven look like and who are the players to watch out for? I think with the injury to Deepak Chahar, it creates a couple of problems for CSK where they all of a sudden need somebody who can be an enforcer in the power play and they don't have an Indian replacement for him. So they'll have to replace him with Adam Milne and play somebody like a Hunger Gaker in that lower middle order. But that also means that they might not be able to open with Devon Conway and they'll have to play somebody like a Robin Uttapa at the top of the order. Maybe Raidu moves up to three, Moeen Ali at four, Jadeja five, Dhoni comes in at six, sort of like a floater who can hit a few at the end. So it creates some problems. But assuming Deepak Chahar is fit, they'll want to open with Dutturaj Gaikwad and Devon Conway. Play Robin Uttapa at three, Ambati Raidu at four, Moeen Ali five, Jadeja six, Dhoni seven. That's a fantastic top seven. Then Deepak Chahal comes in at eight and you have your bowlers. You have Bravo, Adam Milne, maybe a Chris Jordan. They have enough options to pick and choose from within their bowlers. But 
say Deepak Chahar isn't fit and all of a sudden it restricts the options that CSK have. So they'll really hope that, Deep- that Deepak Chahar is fit because they want to play Devon Conway. Overall, CSK has been called the dad's army over the last few years in the IPL. And ever since the last big auction, I think they've actually been the most successful team. They won IPL 2018. They were one inch, quite literally an inch with that Dhoni run out away from winning IPL 2019. They had a disappointing season in IPL 2020, but they came back and won IPL 2021. I think this side is a side that's been built to win the next two editions of the IPL. And that's what CSK always do. Their side is not the youngest. The average age is definitely over 30. But who are the players that they'll immediately have to replace over the next few years? Definitely Dwayne Bravo. They're carrying Ambati Raidu if he doesn't have the best run of form. Robin Uttapa, maybe, but he's incredibly fit. And of course, there's MS Dhoni. With a 41-year-old body, you never know how long MS Dhoni is going to play for them. But Dhoni is Dhoni. His brain is invaluable and he's always going to be around that CSK side. So overall, a very successful auction for CSK. A lot depends on Deepak Chahar and the batting form of somebody like a Zutuzaj Gaikwad. And I think their player to watch out for for this year definitely has to be Robin Uttapa. Uttapa can provide that solidity in the middle order that Suresh Raina provided for them. Because Suresh Raina, in every sense of the word, was the torchbearer for CSK. And there's been a fallout over there. But Uttapa is capable of being that 450-run bank at a 130-135 strike rate that Raina used to be. And if he's able to do that, they can definitely go on and qualify once again and make the final for the 10th or 11th time. But one should always be wary when calling CSK the most successful side in the history of the IPL because there's a lot of Mumbai Indian fans who would contest with that. Despite not qualifying in 2018 and last year, the Mumbai Indians won IPL 2019 and I think they put together one of the best T20 sides in history in IPL 2020. So what do the Mumbai Indians have in store for everyone this year? Obviously, Rohit Sharma returns with that talismanic leadership. I think their first three retentions were a no-brainer. Rohit Sharma, there is no replacement for Kyron Pollard in world cricket at the moment. And Jaspreet Bumrah is the best T20 death, death bowler in the world. Especially since the IPL is happening mainly in Maharashtra. Mumbai will be playing a few games at the Wankhede Stadium. Bumrah knows those conditions very well. But that fourth retention was a bit of an issue for them. I think if Hardik Pandya was fully fit and firing, then he's a no-brainer. And he can, in fact, even be a like-for-like replacement for Pollard. I remember before the last big auction, they actually didn't retain Pollard and retained Hardik Pandya instead. But with Pandya not bowling, he wasn't an option. So they retained Surya Kumar Yadav. But you could see how badly they wanted to get Ishan Kishan back. They spent over 15 crore for Ishan Kishan left-handed, top-order, wicket-keeper batsman and possibly a future captain as well. I think Ishan Kishan at 15.5 crore, the way they were clapping after that auction was over, they definitely put aside 16 crore for him and were probably thinking that they saved 75 lakhs. So, what does their squad look like? Rohit Sharma, Surya Kumar Yadav, Ishan Kishan, Tilak Varma, Baby AB and Dewal Brevis, Anmol Preet Singh, Rahul Buddhi, Aryan Juyal, another wicket-keeping option, Ramandeep Singh and then they're all-rounders. Kyron Pollard, Fabian Allen, who I think they see as a like-for-like replacement if anything happens to Pollard. Daniel Sams, a key player for them this year. Tim David, who set leagues all around the world alight on fire. Sanjay Yadav, Sitik Shokin and Arshad Khan. And in their bowlers, they have Jaspreet Bumrah, Jaydev Unatkat, Mayank Markande returns to the Mumbai Indians after moving between a few franchises. Tamil Mills, Riley Meredith, Murugan Ashwin, a perfectly capable backup for Mayank Markande, Basil Thampi and of course Arjun Tendulkar. Notice there's one bowler that I didn't mention. They will not have Jofra Archer available for this year. 
and they don't have that one player at number four who can play that role because though Deval Brevis is a fantastic player, I don't think he's ready and that also upsets the balance of the side. Unlike the Chennai squad, which has been built to definitely win the next two IPLs, this Mumbai Indian squad, much like the squad they built in 2015 when they bought when they bought the Pandya brothers or when they bought Ishan Kishan and Suryakumar Kumar the other in 2018, this is a squad that Mumbai Indians have built, keeping the next five to six years in mind, where they see over the next five to six years, this squad is a squad that can definitely win two IPLs. Can they win this upcoming season? I'm not too sure about that because of a couple of reasons. The first, who plays at number four? If you were open with Zohit Sharma and Ishan Kishan, remember there's no Quinton de Kock this year for them, then Sudhir Kumar Yadav has to bat either at three or at four. I think they'll play Sky at four, but that means number three is a hole. And in terms of Indian batting, they could go with an Anmol Preet Singh. They could go with a Sanjay Yadav, but I think Baby AB is ready. I think Dewal Brevis is ready to play at number three. But if you play Brevis at three, and then after Sudhir Kumar Yadav at number four, you want to play Kyron Pollard, Tim David, and Daniel Sams, you no longer have any overseas options with the fast bowling. And I think those three all-rounders, they've played a huge bet on Daniel Sams. I think they see him as their replacement for Krunal Pandya. And Daniel Sams has fantastic numbers in the Big Bash, but the quality of cricket in the Big Bash has reduced over the past few years. So Sams, a little bit of an uncertainty for them. Because if Daniel Sams is not able to recreate the numbers he has in the Big Bash in the IPL, then all of a sudden they lose that Krunal Pandya equivalent. And that puts a lot of pressure on Tim David, who I think they see as their Hardik Pandya equivalent coming in at number six. Tim David has set leagues all across the world on fire, but he hasn't been able to recreate that success in the IPL. He hasn't played more than five or six games in the IPL, so he hasn't had the opportunity. But adapting to Indian conditions and the pressure that you play under in the IPL is something Tim David will have to get used to very, very quickly if MIR to succeed. And that creates a problem for them because you're playing three overseas all-rounders in the middle order, one of them being Pollard. So two uncertainties for them in Daniel Sams and Tim David. And if they choose to play Deval Brevis, all of a sudden they have to play Indian fast bowlers below that. So Jaspreet Bumrah, Jaydev Unatkan, Mayak Malkande. Unatkan, I think at one crore is a very good buy. I don't think he was the 10-11 crore player, that he, that kind of money that he was getting a few years ago. But I think one crore, Unatkat, can take the pace off the ball. He's a good buy at that price. But they might not play Dewal Brevis then because they might want to bring in somebody like a Zaili Meredith who can bowl up front with a lot of pace. Because MI6S formula in IPL 2020, which I think was their best season, was Trent Bolt coming in at the top of the order, getting the ball to swing around and nipping a few batsmen out to allow Jaspreet Bumrah to seal the game up with the death. Riley Meredith can do that same Trent Bolt kind of role, only he'll knock the opposition over with raw pace. Sort of like what somebody like an Enrique Nokia does at the Delhi Capitals. But that means they might have to play somebody like a Tilak Valma and Anmol Preet Singh at the top of the order instead of a Brevis. So, a couple of questions for the Mumbai Indians. They could, of course, play Brevis and Riley Meredith, but then all of a sudden they're forced to play somebody like a Sanjay Yadav as that all-round option in the middle order instead of maybe a Daniel Sams or a Tim David. So some combination questions for the Mumbai Indians. They definitely want their top order to have a good season. They'll want Bumrah to do well and Pollard has to give them something in the middle order. Just a last word on MI. Imagine this side though next year with Jofra Archer and, J- and Jaspreet Bumrah bowling at the death. That's the best bowling combination the IPL has ever seen because both those bowlers will be at their prime. 
sort of like when Virat Kohli and AB de Villiers were going all guns blazing in IPL 2016. I think this will be the equivalent of that if Archer is fit. Archer's elbow has always been a problem. So hopefully Archer will be fit for IPL 2023 because that will be fun to watch. But batting, a slight problem for the Mumbai Indians. They'll want Rohit Sharma to have a very good season at the top of the order. Their player to watch out for is definitely Daniel Sams.